thank you for this day. We thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for the praise. We thank you for the leaders of this house, the ministers and teachers and preachers and evangelists and all who make this house a house built on your hill. Gracious Heavenly Father, we just thank you for all who have ministered through praise and dance and love and appreciation. But at this point, we come to appreciate you. Lord, we turn our attention upon the word. We turn our attention, Lord, upon the rhema word, the word that will bless us and continue to grow and be nurtured in our hearts. Father God, I ask you to move me behind the cross. Let the words that come forth through me be both meditative and teaching to the people who you call yours. In the name of Jesus we say, Amen. Amen. The Word of God today comes from Matthew 16. I will read from 13 through 20. Hear the Word of the Lord. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter simply said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Then he warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If my message had to have a title, it would simply be called The Rock. If my message had to have a title, I'd simply call it The House on the Rock. Turn to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, we're going to talk about the house on the rock. Turn to your other neighbor. Are you equipped to build the house on the rock? Everybody needs to understand that there are things needed to build a house on the rock. Not just any house, but the house that the Lord has asked us to build. I want to set it up so we're all on the same place. Amen? If I were a carpenter, 
and I was going to build a house, I would need equipment. Anybody in this house work for any of the industrial plants, Primcor? You work for them? Anybody, anybody's family work for Primcor? There's a new house being built up on the road. That's a house that's going to build, not necessarily the word of God. That's a house that's going to build some gas. And when the brothers go up there, they need to make sure they got their right equipment. Some of y'all may be wondering, what you doing with a hard hat? Before we can build, sometimes we got to remember what we used to do in the past. I used to roll in them plants. I didn't build plants, but I provided the gas that's in these balloons that literally make them float. So when I used to work in that house, I had the equipment to win with that house. So if you're going to have the house that the Lord wants you to build, make sure you have the right equipment. But I'm not building industrial plants anymore, so I don't need that kind of equipment. But when I used to work in that location, I had to wear glasses. But if I went into the plant with these particular glasses, they would put me out. Because that hat requires another kind of glasses. I have to have safety glasses. But if I go with that hat and these glasses, the man's going to stop me at the gate. Wrong equipment. Wrong job. The shoes that I'm wearing right now, I couldn't wear those either. Because I didn't have what it takes. But we're talking about the house of the Lord. We're not just talking about any house. We're not talking about the house over there that has this kind of business. We're talking about the house on the hill. And this scripture particularly is talking to a man. And the man's name was Peter. Does anybody remember Peter before we get to the book of Matthew? Peter had a past. Anybody remember Peter from along the way? Peter had another name. He belonged to Simon. He had a family. And his name was Simon and his daddy's name was Jonah. And he was a fisherman. But it's funny about Peter. When he was called as a disciple, he came right away. But Jesus said, someone's going to deny me. Peter had a past. And even with Peter's past, even with Peter's past reputation of denial, Jesus still says, I'm going to build my house on this rock. And he gave Peter the key. So we're going to talk about the house, Peter the builder, Peter the key holder, and Peter the keeper of freedom. Because see, Peter had multiple jobs, but when Jesus came and said these words unto Peter, that he was going to build his house. 
He had a role. This is not any book. This happens to be called the who's who in the Bible. Sometimes when you want to know some history, you got to dig in the background. So I went through this book and I flipped through and I read about different people. And then I happened to come to the page on Peter. Because if we're going to know about the people who we're dealing with and who we're in partnership with, it doesn't hurt to know who they are. Amen? But before you go digging off into someone's history, check in on folks. Put a pen in that and say, God, thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for allowing me to have a past, but thank you for walking it away, putting it into the sea of forgetfulness, moving on, changing my life, transforming me. But it's good to just sometimes get a little note. When I opened up the book about on Peter, the first thing that it says, his name means rock. Can you say Peter's name means rock? So when Jesus changed his name from Simon to Peter, he changed his name from one thing to rock. So understand that it wasn't just that he was saying, you will build my house upon this rock, but I have put into you a message of building, and I've named you the rock. See, he said that Peter was a master fisherman on the Sea of Galilee. And he became one of the earliest disciples of Jesus Christ. And he became one of Jesus' closest friends. So it's not just Jesus turning and said, well, you know, I'm going to give the keys and the foundation and the information and the plans for my church to anybody. I'm going to give it with somebody I know. You have two great pastors and other pastors and ministers and people in this church, but God gives some vision to the ones that he really knows that know him. So the reality of it is, it's not that you want to hold on and say, how come Jesus isn't talking to me? How come my name's not the rock? How come it's not built on my claim? Because the Lord thy God said, I'm going to build my house on the rock. So I'm going back to the original question. Do you know how to build on the rock? And are you equipped to begin building? Think about it. There's a lot of things that the rock could mean. There's a lot of things about having Jesus be part of your life. But before you can even begin understanding the rock, you might want to check out some of the passages in the book of John that call Jesus the light. Okay? 
Because you might not understand the rock unless you experience the light of God. You might not realize that he's wanting to shine his glory down upon you. Be who he needs you to be because he wants you to see the light. When we were little children, we learned a simple song, this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. And then when we got older, we got the other verses of shine, shine, shine. In the neighborhood, I'm going to let it shine. And then as we got to be teenagers, we put a little beat in it. I'm going to let it shine. You know, we jazzed it up some. But it's still the same light. And when you get that light, you want to make sure that you're plugged into the outlet. Because if you had the light, and the light has you, but you're out here cordless, and ain't plugged into the socket, your light's not going to shine. So you over here trying to build with a wrong head at the wrong location, you don't even have the light. So before you can even imagine the rock, you have to catch up with the light. And then if we went back in the Old Testament and looked at Jeremiah, and we flip up on that verse, in 29, verse 29 to 29, let's say, I know the plans I have for you. For you to prosper. So you got the light. He laid out the plans for you to build. Are you willing to accept the key? Are you willing to be the rock? With Jesus Christ. Because when it comes down to it, the only way Peter could accept the job was that he had Jesus on the inside. He was already plugged into the socket. His lights were already turned on. The blessings had already gone up. And he was fully connected and willing to be who God had called him to be. But remember what I said about Peter? Peter had a history with Jesus. He also had a history of denying. He also had some confrontations with the devil. Because Jesus said, Simon, Simon, Jesus said to him, Simon, Simon, the devil wants to sit you like wheat. That means he wanted to rip him away from the socket take down his blessings, destroy what was going to happen in his life. He wanted to be a decoy demon. He wanted to be a distraction. He wanted to upset his life. He wanted to say, focus on this and not look at that. But the reality of it all, when you hook in the socket and the light is shining through you, you can be the rock. You can be the rock. So on this anniversary day, I say to you, I'm so glad that Jesus gave me the opportunity to be the rock. I'm thankful to the Lord above that my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' love and righteousness and that my heart is already hooked up. I'm plugged into the socket and I know that I'm okay with building the church that God says, build it on the rock. 
as we celebrate this afternoon, the fifth anniversary, I'm aware that there are plans that God has for this body of Christ. Exciting plans. So if you want to be the rock, you might want to know what the rock is. And so I did a little investigation. And I just, I'm an acronym kind of person. And I'd like you to be able to remember things. So we're going to do spend the rest of this time. That was just a setup. You know, sometimes we have to have a teaching moment before we get to the real deal. That was the commercial. That's what you got for free. Hey, you got the air, you got the socket, you got the light, you got the hookup. Now we're going to talk about the rock. What does it really, 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 really mean to say, I'm going to build my church upon the rock? Walking out in the neighborhood, sister, you walk up and say, let me tell you, I'm going to build my church on the rock. You over there at ATV and they're like, yeah, right, okay. Uh-huh. Come on through the aisle. Let's talk later about you building your church on the rock. I'm trying to get through the grocery land. And then you over here at the student center at Lamar University and say, I'm gonna build my church on the rock. And they're like, look, we trying to get through midterms. Get back with me. You wanna build on the rock. Talk to you later. And then you go across the city and talk to some other folks and you say, Ooh, we're going to build our church on the rock. They said, are you in Fort Arthur here? What rock is it that you're talking about? Because everybody doesn't understand the rock. Some people think it's the bodybuilder guy that makes movies and stuff. You know, on the rock. Hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. They're talking different languages. So you have to be willing to connect with other believers to help them have that ongoing communication. Because you're not just talking about anything. You're talking about your rock. And R stands for refuge. Reconciliation from the pit of hell. R stands for refuge in, in time of the storm when things erupt. That R ought to reach out and grab you and say, baby, I got you. It's refuge from having your house slip down the hill in slippery sand. It's the power of a loving God. It's the power of a forgiving Savior. It's that hold you tight, won't let you go, no matter what's going on in your life. I got you, baby. You are in refuge. Reconciled unto my heart. O simply stands for overcome. If you jump down to verse 18, it says, I tell you that the Father in heaven says, I tell you that you, Peter, are the rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades will not be able to overcome it. 
So O simply stands for overcome. Here's the other commercial. Satan don't care how he kills you, he just wants you dead. So stop tripping over which way he comes. Because if he knows you, he's going to keep coming to your weakness. But God has already shored you up with refuge. He's already given you the strength that you need in your life. You don't have to worry about trying to figure out things. You need to just say, Lord, cancel that. I'm not on his assignment. So you got your arm, and now you got your spirit to overcome that only the Lord can place in your heart. Your fear for your church, for your community, for your people, for your Christ assembly of believers, for that body that has already been touched, plugged in, knows Jesus Christ, that fear for your church. And lastly, K is for the knowledge. You know the difference between the kingdoms. The kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of Hades. So you have knowledge and power to be able to step out faithfully knowing that God has called you into great things. He has given you knowledge of who he is and what he will do for your life and how he will turn your children around. Don't get hung up at the fact that they was in the principal's office last week. Go in there and profess the glory over. Show up at school. Tell the teachers, yeah, that one's mine. You need to call me whenever something goes wrong because I'm not going to lose my child over your mess. I'm not going to allow Satan to snatch up the joy because the knowledge of Jesus Christ will make you stand fast. Unmovable. Because you're on the rock. And the bottom line is, the rock is real. Tell your neighbor, the rock is real. Has anybody seen a rock lately? It's hard. Solid. Unmovable. Right there. That's the beginning. That's the rock. He said, Pastor, that's a little rock. Don't ask that make the power of the rock. Because when you have refuge and you have a strength to overcome and you know the church of God is an assembly of believers and you have the knowledge of a loving and caring Savior, baby, don't ever ask to make the power of the rock. Don't look at your nose down and say, ooh, that's a small rock. Ooh, that church don't look like I thought it was going to. Ooh, look at that rock. Ooh. Don't be over here analyzing the rock. Just step on in and get the power of the Holy Spirit, amen? On this rock, there's a church being built. On this rock, a church has celebrated a five-year anniversary of awesome blessings. On this rock, church is, is growing, it's moving, it's developing, and God is giving enlightened vision. But on this rock, the blessing is not stale. 
It's not stagnant. It's not holding back sand. Ooh, we never did it that way. Ooh, we don't do that. Ooh, we can't go there. On this rock, we love our children. On this rock, we love each other. On this rock, we respect each other. On this rock, we care for each other. On this rock, we nurture each other. On this rock, we allow God to show us the vision and we say, there be no death. Because on this rock, I build my church. The focus in the 21st century is no different than the focus was in the first century. The vision from Jesus Christ comes from the Great Commission. He says, go and make disciples. Go and get you a posse for Jesus Christ. Go have you some boys and some peace for Jesus Christ. Go and be able to roll with somebody. Get in the same boat. Go on down and say, look ahead. Come on and this is a safe place. Because the refuge of Jesus Christ is right here. There's an overcoming spirit. When I was growing up, my grandmother said, can't is a curse word. It, it looked like it was going to come out of my mouth to it. Papa's right in our mouth. I see it coming and I had to stop it right there. Bam! That's not what I was going to say. Uh -uh. I saw it coming and I canceled it. So right now, I'm canceling some can't attitudes up in here. I'm canceling some things that here's Oh no! We can't do that! Oh no! We don't walk that way! Oh no! We can't minister to those people! I cancel that assignment. We are overcomers in the name of Jesus Christ. Still building on the rock. But the greatest thing that Peter had was a reconciled spirit. He knew who Jesus Christ was, is, and forever will be. He never doubted who Jesus was. He never stopped, even though he was the one who denied. When he got straight and repented, and turned and walked another way. He said, never, never, never will I deny my God again. Never will I stop loving Jesus Christ. Never will I stop being who he has called me to be. I will go to jail. I will go be on lockdown. Anything that the Lord asks me, I will do. That's the brother who knows who his refuge is in. And lastly, the knowledge of God is priceless. The longest road traveled is from our heads to our hearts. When our minds are made up, that's a great thing. When our hearts are made up, that's an awesome thing. But when our mind and our heart are on the same accord with Jesus Christ, oh! 
the rock. You can build everything on the rock then because you know without a shadow of a doubt. Like the old folks used to say, baby, I know that I know that I know that I know. That I know that I know Jesus loves you. Therefore, I can build my house on the rock. I can do what God has called me to do. I can bless you and he will keep me and I will stand on the rock. Hallelujah. Today is a day of celebration. Today is a day to say thank you to your people. Today is a day to say thank you to your leaders. But above all things, this is the day to say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you for keeping me. Thank you for allowing me to build my house on the rock. This morning I preached on miracles. And so I say to you, today is the first day of the rest of your life. May your new beginning be in a whole brand new heart. A whole brand new heart. May the miracles of the Lord come down upon this house. May you build your house on a solid rock. Amen. Hallelujah. Hold fast to the rock.